What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on into tonight's Phillies game recap as our Philadelphia Phillies in game two at home in the series against the New York Mets fall two to nothing. And we discussed about how in the pregame show with Dylan, how we wanted to start off quickly, not like what you did last night, where you you allow four runs and you had a miraculous bottom of the eighth inning where you're able to get five runs and get the dub. You didn't want to do that again. You didn't want to shoot yourself in the foot yet again by doing that. And oh, by the way, you had a Tyler Meagle who's coming off a 452 ERA season. Now he had a good he had a good matchup against the Washington Nationals a couple of days ago. So he could possibly having a solid season. It's still really early to tell, but this is the fact of the matter. Five hits tonight, zero runs, 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined tonight by my man, DSM counterpart, Mr. Mark Maschitelli. Mark, what is going on, my brother? Dude. Al, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? How are we feeling tonight? Good, good. Do you prefer L or El Parcero or Mark, Parcero? Whatever fit, man, whatever makes you feel comfortable, Mark. Hey, I'm, I'm here for you, buddy. I'll, yeah. I'll call you E-Money, baby. There E-Money. You <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, it, you know, it was – a, it wasn't wasn't a bad game tonight. It was a a, a pitching matchup that it was you wouldn't expect that. I thought there was going to be a lot of home runs tonight. I I had <laughs> mentioned, right. yeah. I'm. I, it wasn't. It was a beautiful night out, and uh, uh, I expected the ball to jump out of the yard. And unfortunately, the only ball that jumped out of the yard was with the mats, um, <laughs> and it kind of sealed the deal right then and there. A um, little disappointed on on how the bats. Uh, were quiet, uh, but at least the, the the top half of the lineup did kind of knock the ball around a little bit, which is they just couldn't get the guys in. And that 0 for 7 in runners in scoring position is, you know, harkens back to the team several years ago where they, they couldn't score with guys on base. And I really hope that this doesn't become a habit throughout the season. Absolutely. And that's definitely going to be the concern. Uh, you know, we all know going into the season, we spent the big money for the big bats and you're going to want them to, you know, be knocking the ball at the ballpark on most nights. But this is a long season. And, and obviously that is definitely going to happen. I want to say real quick hello to Rain now. We got Rain now in the chat and we got Tommy in the chat. Muy, muy buenas noches to you, my friend. What is going on now? Mark, look, tonight you had some struggling bats. Obviously, Schwarbs goes 0 for 4. Uh, Bryce Harper, 1 for 3 tonight. Reese Hoskins, 0 for 4. Didi Gregorius, 0 for 3. And I, I think, you know, what I want to ask you, out of the four, what concerned you most for from tonight, man? You know, overall, the strikeouts. Um, I, I'm an old-school dude. Uh, like, I don't get this current philosophy of baseball where it's either you strike out or you hit a home run. And, and strikeouts really bother me. Uh, I mean, Schwarbs struck it out. Uh, that that ninth inning was terrible um, with, with Schwarber stri- striking out and Harper striking out and uh, um, Hoskins struck out. Uh, although the one strikeout tonight, that, that ball was awfully low for them to, to, to call that strikeout. Um, but yeah, they got to make – connection on it and I guess you can't anticipate every game being like six five or nine nothing or stuff like that but right. I'm, I'm surprised that they put up a big goose egg I mean they really should have scored a couple of runs tonight and they had opportunities to do that and just didn't come to fruition 
Absolutely, absolutely. So the pitch that uh, Mark is talking about uh, is the bottom of the uh, seventh inning. Reese Hoskins going up against Drew Smith. Smith hit, hits him with a little bit of a cutter there. And it, it was, a, I'll be honest, it was a bad eye by the ump. That was a little bit too low, especially when you look at the the uh, the, the strike zone there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for for me, uh, I mean, you heard we heard of Joe Girardi in the press conference here today. I mean, Bryce Harper, two hits so far in the season, the double in the Oakland A series. There's no need to worry about Bryce Harper, but he's definitely been cold, and we definitely do re- recognize. And what and what uh, Mark was mentioning as well in the ninth inning, Edwin Diaz, number one, you know, thoughts of adults. What's that? I'm sorry. He was throwing smoke, but God, he was. What, yeah. I'm sorry, did I miss something on him? Oh, his uh, his grandfather passed away, and he was missing some time with the New York Mets, and mm. so he came in and he was highly motivated. And you saw that that sinker uh, was absolutely crazy. He hit he hit uh, Schwarber's like you mentioned. He hit Bryce Harper as well, and Bryce, man, swinging for the fences, my. And like you mentioned, that's not an old school thing. That's like we we just need a hit. We just need a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just needed to get on base. And so I, I I did not know what was happening there. But like Joe Girardi said, ain't no worrying about Bryce Harper from myself whatsoever, man. No, no, he'll 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 come on. He'll come on. And I, you know what? I like the fact that he was DHing tonight. Um, yeah. You know, they, I, I think they have a plan to have a lot of different players DHing. You're not <laughs> going to have they're not you're not going to have a, uh, a permanent DH. I think it's pretty clear there. Um, Castellanos was, was in right field tonight. Um, and he didn't play horrible. I mean, in the field, I mean, our fielding is just not going to be like top tier stellar all season. Uh, so we're going to have to kind of get used to that. Although, I mean, Didi made a great play on, on, uh, catching, um, God, uh, who was stealing the base? I don't remember. Did you get that? I Did believe you? that was Francisco Lindor. If I was am it not Lindor? mistaken. But that throw by JT, and the thing was in the inning prior, believe he he had a mishap there where he kind of mishandled the ball and wasn't able to get that out at second base. And then in the next inning, like you mentioned, but it's JT pop time, pops yeah. up, and boom. And and like you mentioned, that was a great job all, on Didi Gregorius to get that out. And then uh, Stott had a couple big plays in, in the field at second base too. Won a barehanded uh, grab, which which was really nice. So, yeah. so even though the defense isn't their strong part, they kind of showed a little bit of it tonight that they can rebound from three hours from last night. So, absolutely. Uh, I mean, l- we got to mention one of the key moments here in the top of the eighth inning, like you mentioned there with Bryson Stott. Uh, we had it with start. We had uh, Starling Marte. He grounds into a force out uh, when Yo- Johan Camargo tries to throw it to Bryson Stott, and he kind of misses it. Where you had an opportunity there uh, for a double play, um, and so that actually was big because then a couple uh, batter later, Francisco Lindor uh, grounds the ball, gets a single, and that was able to bring Starling Marte, and that was the second run there. Uh, I mean, I, I, I overall, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered because the fact is you weren't able to convert runners whatsoever here tonight. But that was definitely one of the big plays here tonight uh, for for the Phil's defense. Yeah, it just made, it, it, getting that extra run late just makes things that much harder for for the team to to make a comeback. And if I could just add, yes, sir, uh, Robinson Cano is still on a roster. He's still on the Mets. <laughs> I was like, oh man, he's still around. Um, yeah, dude. So, I think he was suspended I, last year. If I'm not he mistaken, was, he was. He, uh, he was suspended. Um, yes, sir. And I was, I was like, oh, okay. So he's he's back. 
but it, yeah, it's um, you know getting allowing that late run, uh, and you can't like expect the team to to in the eighth and the ninth to consistently pull the games out. I think right. we're going to see a few of them, but you know they're still trying to find their way. This is way early in the season, so we got. Edward Moscatelli checking in here that this lineup should not be shut out. Uh, I that's my dad, and yeah, I probably agree with him, man. Like, like they 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 should be raking and they should be scoring runs, and uh, yeah, they, it didn't happen tonight. I, I was surprised. I was really surprised. Hello to Father Moscatelli. It's a pleasure having <laughs> you in here tonight. That's that's really cool to see. Um, what I wanted to ask you, Mark, uh, what do you think of the the MLB debut? Of Simon, uh, my I'm blanking on his name here. Uh, give me one Ma- second. Mazzotti. Mazzotti. Now he's Venezuelan, and I, you know, that's neighbors to Colombia. I've never seen that last name. I thought he was Italian. I really could have sworn. He yeah, was that's a- definitely Italian name. Maybe his family migrated down Maybe. to South America. Maybe. Um, yeah, you know, he. I mean, he didn't do much at the plate. I mean, he played. Okay, center field, I guess. I mean, they did take him out for veering in uh, in the late innings for a defensive right. replacement. Um, I, you know, I, it's not like he's going to be part of this team once uh, Moniak is back. He'll probably go back down to the minors. But, you know, if he has a chance to show himself, now's the time. Um, you know, when you have that opportunity, you got to take advantage of it. So, um, you know, he'll probably play a little bit more this season. Uh, early on until Moniac comes back and we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. I, wanted to, I was really curious because this was some player I've, I've yet to hear about this season. Um, it seems as if this is a ball, this is a major league ball player and he was ready for this moment. Uh, and in the outfield, I, you know, didn't, didn't see too much there. Uh, but at the plate, my concern is that he's not a power bat, which I'm not saying we need per se, especially when you have the bats that you do. Um, but I really didn't see too much uh, as far as contact goes from him. Um, he had that one ground out there. He was at the plate once here tonight. But it, well, like you said, definitely want to see some more. Uh, obviously, we had the news today that Oduble starting assignment down in Clearwater. So I know Phillies fans don't want to hear that, but he might be right around the corner. And yeah. with Mickey Moniak's and Oduble's uh, timetable for return, possibly lining at the same time center field can be very interesting it has been unfortunate that matt veerling hasn't grasped the hold of that center field position so far man yeah i especially after the season he had last year uh, uh, i mean he 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 had a little bit of a slow start in, in spring training but enough to get him on the roster um you, you know honestly for me uh, they have more invested in Mickey Moniak. I, I, I think if the the organization can get him playing center field on a regular basis and be productive, th- that could help justify them um, drafting him one. I think that's really important uh, to showcase him uh, and, and give him that opportunity. Uh, and it, I mean, he had a fantastic spring training and i'd love to see him uh replicate that in in the uh, regular season uh for oduble like i honestly al like i don't understand why they 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 signed him uh after they bought him out uh, it didn't doesn't make any sense at all uh and, and even if you were desperate for an outfielder 
Like there were so many other guys out there that you could could have probably signed uh, off the scrap heap, or you know, just went with your youth to begin with. And just bringing him back, just just, just dumb. It's dumb, dumb. He, and he is a you know, lack of a better term, not a very smart baseball player. He's never been. Um, and it goes back, if you remember, he was the center fielder in Cole Hamill's last game for the no-hitter. Yeah. And he was yeah. out of position and stumbled and almost didn't catch that ball. Like right then and there, I was saying, you know, this guy's going to be a little bit of a problem. And, and he's just, he, he just doesn't – he's a guy like you kind of want to succeed, but – right. He keeps doing stupid things on and off the field, and and you know, it was their chance to cut ties with him, and they decided not to. And I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, Bill and I went in a deep rabbit hole this this uh, this afternoon in the pregame show with the with the atrocity that was has been the center field position over the last decade since uh, Shane Victorino. Dare I say so? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, another position mark that seems to be a, a pl- platoon, you may say, has been the third base position. Obviously, we saw Alec Bohm uh, out there yesterday, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, we saw uh, we saw Bryson Stott out there too, and Johan Camargo. I will say has been the best looking third baseman as far as the glove goes. The bat is a different story. He did get a hit here today, and it seems as if that he is getting some contact. But he's you know there's a reason why Atlanta only played him 13 times last year. There's a reason why he hasn't really played since 2019. And so that's the real question is, can Johan Camargo be your possibly an everyday third baseman? I don't think he could be your everyday third baseman, but maybe a, a late defensive replacement uh, when you have a lead up. Um, I, 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 don't, I, I don't think they want him to be a, an everyday third baseman. I think they want somebody, one of the young guys, to just take a hold of it and take that position. Now, uh, Boehm failed miserably uh, <laughs> defensively last night um, and, you know, obviously didn't get the start tonight as a result, which is justifiable. I'm okay with that. Um, some people were not okay with that, and some people were surprised. I, I had seen – uh, I, I don't understand. Like, like you had three errors. You're not going to try it out there, uh, especially this early in the season. Um but I, I do think the Phillies want one of their young guys to kind of take a hold of that position and solidify it. But you're not going to do that if you're 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 going to make three hours. I th- I think Boehm would be better suited for first base or DH. Um, I, I just don't I don't see him being a, a long term answer in the field at third. Um, and uh, Nick Cast- Castellano does play third base. He hasn't played it much, though, lately. I'm curious if the Phillies are going to put him there uh, on a regular basis because I do think they're going to be cycling guys in and out of that DH, and it's going to free up a lot of different positions for players to be playing uh, on a a semi-regular basis. So I I think that's the scary part, where you don't have guys at at third base that are going to be there at at, at, – you know, left field that are going to be there every day at second base or shortstop. And it, it's, it, it's going to be, we're going to lose a couple games as a result of that, but you got to hope that the, the bats on the first five guys to make up for it uh, in most games. So, you Absolutely. know, we'll see. yeah. Absolutely. 
Uh, and thank God for the DH. That's that's I definitely got to yeah. say thank God, for, especially for this team. Definitely thank God for that. Uh, we are past the halfway point here of tonight's show. So if you guys want, we have the link right now in the comment section. If you guys want to come on in here and give us your thoughts on tonight's game, you're more than welcome to give us your two cents. Backstage is currently open at the moment. Mark, JT Real Muto. Whoo, after yesterday's home run in the eighth and then tonight, two mm-hmm. for four. And the base running in the ninth inning Fantastic. To, to, to run out the, uh, to first base and then from first to second there, it, mm-hmm. it, it, he, he, look, he, look, he looks really good right now. And remember, he's a catcher. He's squatting all night. He's Wild. got bad knees. <laughs> and and he's, he he ran very well in the base pass. He's a, he is, a, he is they, he, the best catcher in baseball. I mean, he really is. Um, and he kind of jump-started that team to, to hopefully kind of score a run and just didn't just didn't happen uh, but he's on a little bit of a hot streak now so ho- hopefully he can keep that up and he's another guy like you know he, a lot of people were pissed that, that he sat on Sunday and uh, you you can't have a catcher catch 150 games like and now with the DH you don't have to have him catch uh, you can have him play first or play uh, DH and move some things around, but yeah, he's he's playing really well, and and we were really impressed. They didn't score. I don't think they scored that a hit. I think that was a fielder's choice um, right. that that they made. That they, uh, but still, it was a hell of a play. Yeah, man, it was it was def- definitely great uh, showing there for JT Real Muto. Um, let's look at the pitching here because I really think that this was also the story of the game. Um, look. Like like Papa Moscatelli said, like the, this lineup should definitely not be should not be shut out. Uh, but we got some good pitchings from both sides, and I want to start off with our guy because this was obviously the debut of Wheels Day 2022. Four and a two third innings pitch, he allowed two hits, one earned run, three strikeouts in 65, 65 pitches. pitches. He threw he 44 threw uh, strikes as well, and obviously, you know, the solo shot from Brandon Nimmo. Look, you look. It, I'm not too mad at that because I think overall Zach Wheeler looked really good. But what did you think of Zach Wheeler's debut yeah. today? Yeah, I mean, it's what to be expected. He pitched fine. He only gave up one run. It was a home run in uh, at a night, like I said, where I expected the ball to be flying out of the ballpark. He didn't pitch bad at all. Now, with 60-some-odd pitches, should you have pulled him? You know, he, he supposedly has that tired arm coming into the season. Um, so you want to be careful with that. Again, I am a I'm an old school curmudgeon when it comes to baseball. I, I think our starting pitcher should go a hundred pitches um, and you, you know build some arm strength. And uh, you know, I I would have probably kept him out there a little bit longer, um, but I think they're just they're, they're going to play it cautiously with him because yeah. they're going to need him down the road and they want to. They don't want to burn him out early, so he he has nothing left towards the end of the season, which is which we really really need. So you're probably going to see a lot more of, you know, four or five innings from Wheeler early on until he they're comfortable with his arm strength and comfortable in how he is the next day, and and he'll gradually grow into five six innings, seven innings, maybe even get to a hundred pitch count, which. Uh, it's getting less and less likely that starting pitchers are even going to throw that nowadays, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is a listen, this is a league wide thing. And, and um, I mean, the Mets have been going through their injury issues as well. Even yesterday when they lose Trevor may, 
Um, I, I I actually did like the the move by Girardi simply because of what uh, Zach Wheeler was coming off of with that bum shoulder. And so he threw 65 pitches. He allowed he had a great outing. He allows that one run. It was what it was. Let's 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 get someone else in there. And so we do get and we also got some great contributions from the bullpen. We get Christian Sanchez, who I I was talking about before the season. I thought he looked really good in spring training. And he comes in here today, two and two thirds, only allows one earned run, uh, walks two and had three strikeouts. He he had some command here tonight, my man, Mark. Yeah, he was good tonight. He was really good. Um, yeah, he gave up a run. But again, your lineup, you would think that would, would get some of those that run production back. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can't fault the, the, the pitching uh, staff for, for this loss tonight. And then Familia came in, and he, pit, he pitched very well tonight. Against his former ball club, goes he comes in the ninth inning, two strikeouts, and this dude... He threw, he threw everything, the sinker, the slider, the four seam. He threw everything at the New York Mets. And it's not like it's not like he was just there last year. And, and the Mets don't know his old arsenal. I digress there. But um, also, we do need to commend and give a, a round of applause to Jerry's Familia. His 500th inning he pitched tonight here as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. A, a great uh, long career that Jerry's has had in his career. And he just pitched his 500, 500th. And I definitely liked what I saw from Jerry's. Yeah, and, and listen, our our bullpen showcase right now, it doesn't look like you're uh, the bullpens of old right now. I'm I'm f- can't say I'm fully confident yet, but um, it's looking a hell of a lot better than I think what we thought it would be going into the season. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's get to the what was probably the moment of the game. You know, the heartfelt moment of the game, I should say. Um, Alec Bohm comes in in a pinch hit situation. And he got a standing ovation, man. And I thought that was really cool to see. I know we get a lot of bad rap here in Philadelphia, but it's really like we're not complicated. I hate that people think we are, but it's really simple. You give us effort. You give us hard work. We'll support you. He called him. Listen, he called himself out. He owned up to it. And I think we we understand a little bit more. He's a young kid. We've all been young in our careers and whatnot. We've been through the trials and tribulations. We know what that is like. And I really thought that tonight Philadelphia had a great shining moment with that standing out. Uh, I agree, uh, and and they definitely didn't uh, uh, really give it to him. They 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 did the right thing. And he did the right thing last night by just owning it up. And, and L, let's be honest. Of all the jobs you ever had, everything that you ever – didn't you have a day where you go to work and nothing goes right and you go, I effing hate this place? But you really don't. You'll be back there tomorrow. You'll be there for the next shift. You enjoy your coworkers. You enjoy some of your customers that you deal with. That's exactly what happened to him last night. He was just having a very bad night. And unfortunately, the cameras caught him. Uh, saying something that you know some f- fans could could misinterpret, but it, you know Nick Castellanos at the end of the game at the post game interview he goes everything um, everything that I've been told about Philly has been completely the opposite, and uh, I, I I think he meant that as a compliment. Uh, but he was talking about uh, how we gave him the, that standing out, how we gave out that standing out. And I knew that was going to happen. I, I, I knew he wasn't going to get booed or anything like that. So um, hopefully we'll shine on ESPN tomorrow night or tomorrow morning 
Uh, but I doubt it because the <laughs> national media hates Philadelphia. Yeah, they're they're going to be doing the whole the, the they're going to uh, be blind tomorrow when they <laughs> looking yeah. through that. Like, oh no, no, that didn't happen in Philadelphia. That could never happen in oh. Philadelphia. <laughs> Absolutely. So kudos to the, Phil- the the Phillies fans there tonight giving a standing O. Great moment in, at Citizens Bank Park. Um, but look, here's the issue at hand. It would have been nice to get tonight's win because mm-hmm. we talk about some cold bats. Well, tomorrow you're going up against Max Scherzer, and we we know Max very well here in Philadelphia from his time with the Washington Nationals. And you got Aaron Nola going on the bump here as well, going up against Max Scherzer. And, you know, Nola had a solid uh, opening day. Obviously, we know um, it all kind of fell apart a little bit. And so it's going to be a tough one tomorrow. And as the Phillies go for the series win. Yeah, I initially uh, on trending in the AM, we were uh, recapping what we thought would the, the series look like. I thought the Phillies would win the series two games to one, and I had tomorrow as, as, a, as a loss. Um, now that they're going in it as the rubber match, like, like they're going to have to work extra hard to win the series. And honestly, listen, they're going to be fighting with the Mets all season, if not for that second spot, maybe even the division. Um, I, I think it's a real important game and it's, it's a business person special or an afternoon game, whatever they call it nowadays. So, uh, you know, you might not see uh real Muto in the lineup tomorrow night. So, or tomorrow afternoon. So, so their bats, their bats got to come to play and I'm not sure what the weather's like tomorrow, but I think it's going to be another nice day. Yeah. Uh, From what I'm hearing, it should be a beautiful afternoon in South Philly for an early afternoon game. So, you know, whoever is in the lineup, you got the weather. Hit the ball out the park. Let's 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 rock Scherzer. It's hard, as tough as that is. <laughs> let's try to. What's rock. It, what does Charlie Manuel say? It's hitting season. It's hitting. Yeah, what, season. It's, it's going to be in. It's going to be warm all week. So that, that's hitting season. So I'm excited to see what what can happen. Hopefully, the ball flies out of the ballpark tomorrow. They need it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, listen, it, at the end of the day, here tonight, as we kind of wrap this up, look. They did not. Again, the bats kind of stay cold, and through these, through these, honestly, at least last three games, besides that eighth inning last night, these bats have been cold, and that's definitely expected to happen. I don't want you guys to freak out and panic. Things will be okay. This is now. This is uh what five of th- one hundred and sixty-two. We're gonna be okay. And look, tomorrow we'll we got we got Scherzer. We'll we'll handle it the best we possibly can. But hopefully, the weather definitely helps out but the bats have to come alive because the, the pitching's been solid in the series mark mm-hmm. yes so it gotta, has it very back. well and listen then then they hit the road and and they'll be in florida for four game set I'm florida, concerned about that mark yeah they, they are i mean the marlins have given them problems uh the last couple seasons so i don't um, even care what they've done this year i just know what that team does to us yeah, I, I don't. It's like our kryptonite or something like that. We can never get, get when we need a win and we're facing them. We we never are able to uh, to make that happen. So um, you know, I think this tomorrow is important, and they're going to need to at least split uh, with the Marlins or, or preferably at least win three games. I'm greedy. I, I want us to win every damn series, <laughs> and I and I think they can. They can be yeah. favorites to do that. With their lineup, and if they if they pitch the way they've been pitching lately, they they should be favored in every game if if that's the way it goes. My concern is if these bats stay cold on when on tomorrow, and then you got to go to Miami where they have some good pitching, 
and you're bringing some cold baths to a place where you typically struggle, that's where the Negadelphia me starts worrying a little bit. But no, we'll, we'll, everything's going to work out. We're going to be all right, guys. We got plenty of time here for sure. And Corey Kniebel, we'll see if he'll be ready for tomorrow. Um, he just took a COVID test. It's flu-like symptoms. We do not know if it's COVID for sure, but that would be a big, big boost to the bullpen if we can Kniebel back because he looked pretty damn good too, Mark. <laughs> yeah, it, listen. Let him drink some ginger ale and have some <laughs> Campbell's soup, and yes. hopefully that'll get him over the hump, and he'll be ready to go. Are we doing the chicken noodle? Or are we doing the tomato? I would do chicken noodle. I there would we go. Noodle. <laughs> Good man, Mark. Good man, Mark. When are we, when are we seeing you back on trending in the AM, brother? You'll you see me every Monday uh, on trending in the AM, and if I happen to have a day off during the week, I'll jump on. Uh, Amen there but uh, yeah check us out every monday on check me out every monday on trending in the am at 8 30 and then phil and jason for the rest of the week awesome stuff awesome stuff mark thank you so much for hopping on man it was a lot of fun breaking this down with you and we'll get them we'll get them next time mark yes sir absolutely ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning on into this phillies game recap again your philadelphia phillies on tuesday night fall to the new york mets two to nothing but tomorrow We'll try to bounce back and get the series win. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you guys hit that like button. Subscribe for more. And, of course, make sure you guys check out Mark Moscatelli. Thank you so much, for Mark, for hopping on in. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and we're telling you guys, let's go Phils. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>